Thank you for tuning in. We are Tristan and Michael, and you are listening to Fuse Transparent Conversations for Marriage, Family, and Relationships. We invite you to join us as we discuss perspectives that are thought about but not talked about. So tell your friends and family to check us out and connect with us on social media. Join the conversation by emailing us at info at fusedmarriages.com. All right, Michael, let's jump right into it. What are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about something that I think a lot of people go through. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to talk about is when people end up being together for some time, it could be a year, it could be five years, it could be 20 years, Mm -hmm. but they can't figure out, okay, what happened to this person? Hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean? Right. What happened to this person where, you know what? I thought I knew them, Mm -hmm. but I don't. Or at least I discovered something new about them that, you know what, I'm, how, did it, how did I miss that? Mm-hmm. And it could be something just minor, it could be something major, but it often happens where, you know what, you see people, couples, you know, married for 20 years and like, man, how'd they change or how did she change? Yeah. And what happened with that? Mm-hmm. So we want to dig into a little bit about, okay, why does that happen? You know, when does it happen? And hopefully how do you kind of prevent that from happening? Okay, so this is about knowing your spouse. That's correct. So knowing your spouse. And really, I would tell to rephrase that and say, you know what, how do you know your spouse? Or how much do you know your spouse? Okay, okay. And I think that's something we're all challenged with, whatever, you know, whenever we're trying to really build a relationship with somebody. And really, it's, it's an ongoing thing, right? It doesn't necessarily stop after the first year, after the five, after after the first five years, mm-hmm. even after ten years or twenty years. Never, it never stops. Yeah, we're constantly changing. Right. So one of the things I, I guess we, I was watching um, a Facebook show. Um, mm-hmm. It's called The Red Table. A lot of y'all may be familiar with it. It's the Jada Pickett show. Pickett Red Smith. Uh-huh. Yep. Red Table Talk. And she was saying that she just discovered she didn't know Will Smith. And we have a little clip about that. We want to kind of just kind of intro this particular segment with that clip. Okay. Let, let's, let's check it out. Check it out. I have to be honest. I think one of the things that I realize is that I don't know Will at all. You really feel like I, Let me tell you, I feel like there's a layer that you get to, right? Life gets busy and you create these stories in your head and then you hold on to these stories and that is your idea of your partner. Mm -hmm. But that's not who your partner is, right? So So going through the process of having to dissolve all the stories and all of the ideas of Will that I've built around those stories. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I mean, if, if if you heard her say, you know what, she built an idea around who she thought Will was, right? And then something along the way, something triggered it. He may have did something. I'm not sure. You know, hey, he might have been, you know, eating cornflakes one day. And then like, well, next day, you know, he's not. He's doing something different. Drinking smoothies. Mm-hmm. Sound like my story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, well, yeah, that's you. That's me. That's me. <laughs> but that happens, right? You know what? So something shifted and she might have missed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he talked about it or not. Or kind of he might have just started doing something different. Well, I think one of the things that she says, too, is um, prior to this clip, is spending more time around him. Right now, as we're recording this, um, we're just kind of in this quarantine season um, in the United States. Mm-hmm. And she says that being around him this much, this consistently, she's noticing things about him that she did not know before. And I think that that can happen to a lot of us. We get busy in our, you know, in our lives 
and they become they end up becoming and maybe this is not her story but this might be somebody else's it might be ours where you um you end up spending a lot of time doing stuff and then when it's spouse time they're my weekend husband or they're right. my husband right. from or they're my wife from you know 8 p.m to 11 p.m right that's where they fit and then when they're outside of that it's unusual. You start noticing, like, I didn't know that they did that at lunchtime, or I didn't know because I'm taking the kids to school when they're, you know, working out. I didn't realize that this is what they did. And you start picking up and observing things, and you can observe so many new things that you begin to think, like, why didn't I know this stuff? Right. I, why didn't I, I have wind? Why wasn't I privy to this? Yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm, I heard you say is that time matters. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's the right amount of time that matters the most. Right. We can have almost physical time around each other, but not have mental and spiritual time around each other. Yeah. Absolutely. And somebody could, you know, miss something about what a person is feeling, thinking or maybe wanting to do. And if that happens over a long period of time, you may discover, OK, hold on. I don't I don't I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And people end up I've seen people end up almost, you know, getting divorced or breaking down a relationship to the level where, you know what, it can't be fixed because they just don't know each other anymore. Wow. Yeah, I agree. I think that that happens often. Um, I think one of the, um, the dangers is assuming that, you know, mm-hmm. I think that is one of the biggest dangers to a marriage is, well, I know them. I know what they like. I know who mm-hmm. they are. And you might have known them during that day. <laughs> Cause right. we all evolve, right? right? We evolve every day. I'm getting to know different versions of myself every day. You're getting to know different versions of yourself every day. So how can we assume that we know you today or that I know you today? I knew the yesterday version of you, but something mm-hmm. could have happened today. You could have getting seen deep. something on the news. It's the truth. You could, you might've seen something in the news that triggered something or made you feel a certain way mm-hmm. um, or something you might've gotten in a, a, a car accident or something might've happened with a manager or you overheard something or you read something or you listened to something mm-hmm. that changed you just a little bit. Right. And if I assume that I know you, but I'm not taking into account any changes that might have happened, Mm-hmm. then I don't really know you. And there are so many mi- minor changes, you know, right. um, micro changes that can happen until there's this big chasm between us. And I knew a version of you from our wedding day and not the version of you 10 years in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. At least what, I, what I'm thinking is like, man, it's, it's, we're constantly changing as individuals. Right. Hopefully most of us are, most yeah. of us aren't static and trying to say, okay, I'm, I've arrived. Right. Most right. of us, hopefully most of us aren't saying that yeah. a lot of us are still in the process of trying to become something or trying to achieve something or trying to grow into something. And ultimately, like we're trying to I'm trying to grow into the best husband. Mm-hmm. You're trying to grow into the greatest wife mm-hmm. and nobody, neither one of us are there yet. So we're always changing into try to get to that place. And like you said, I mean, over time, it's the little bitty increments that are changing. Hopefully we're not drifting the wrong way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully the, the, the waves and the, and the and the drifts are going the right way direction. in a positive direction. <laughs> We're not going against where we should be, you know, be doing. Um, but we, we are changing. Mm-hmm. And I don't want I think you, I like I like the mind. My mind I hear like, I see a boat and I see two of them drifting in the ocean and they can be drifting in a in a in a in a, in a direction, but be drifting apart. Mm-hmm. Right. I just see that in my mind, like, okay, how that could easily happen, right? It's not like they start off like, oh, okay, we're on a speedboat, we're going to take off in two, two separate directions. 
It's just a slowly drift apart. I'm different in this area. I'm different in that area. I'm different in this area. And it, I mean, and it ends up being like, wow, how we get here. So I think we have a couple of, 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 of topics that kind of maybe help us talk about what some of the reasons, I don't think this may be not all the reasons, but some of the reasons how we, how we, or how couples get to that particular place. Mm-hmm. And one of them is career. Okay. Career. Explain that. Yeah. So, I mean, just the idea of that, you know what, somebody can put so much time into career mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily have the ability or at least have the time, really the physical time to really spend with their significant other. Yeah. And work is like, you know, what can be a driving force for a lot of people. Yeah. Like it could be when I say, no, this defines me. Mm-hmm. So they put a lot of time into work, you know, and we always think about like the big careers, whether, you know, say you're a sports athlete, you know, what they're always traveling or you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you always got these, you know, a lot of times being taken away. But that can happen in, in a regular job, too. Mm-hmm. I'm saying regulars, like saying with average American, right, yeah, right, regulars right. and average American is, is working, mm-hmm. right? Your corporate job or whatever you're doing happen in any any job because yeah. we're all we all have goals you yeah. know we all have something if we're we're either in our chosen field and we want to excel or we want to get into our chosen field so right. we're working towards that and then even if you're you know if you have um more of like a non-traditional job um hey you might have a hustle hey i'm trying to do this thing so then you have your job and then you have your hustle the, the other thing that you're doing so i think that any of those things can kind of pull you away from somebody that you care about and want to invest in. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to throw a wrinkle in something just a little bit okay. and put it's a career, but it's not really a career, but it's something that people spend a lot of time with Okay, it, going to church or being involved in church to the level that, you know what, the somebody home life, like, what? The, <laughs> home, the home life is not being, getting the attention that it needs. That's real talk. And they hiding behind, you know what, well, I'm doing it for God. Mm. But the guys that take care of the house first, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You got to take yeah. care of home before you take care. I mean, so like that can happen where, you know what? Somebody, well, you know, I'm just doing church thing. Yeah. And what we're talking about here is balance um, because we're not saying if you, you know, don't volunteer at your house of worship, don't participate in the choir, mm-hmm. don't be on the drama team, don't be an usher. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about the, how the home being unbalanced where your focus is church and not your unity because we've, we've talked about this before, you know, the foundation of the, the family is the foundation. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm swimming in kind of deep water here. Mm-hmm. Swimming it's in important the backstroke on. that we recognize that, um, that the church is part of the community and we are, you know, to, we can be involved in all of that, but we, as a couple, we're the backbone of society. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have family things right, if family is crumbling, if, you know, the kids never see their dad and their mom is um, always at choir rehearsal and they never get that interaction, who do they look up to? A lot of people can have a lot of resentment saying, well, the church took my dad or, you know, we were always at church and there's nothing necessarily bad with that. Those values at church need to also be right. um, demonstrated at home. You can't just be nice at church, be at church, and then come home and be wicked and evil and mean. But we also have to make sure that there's some sense of balance, that I'm not at church Monday through Friday, and then there again on Saturday for choir practice and um, rehearsal, and then Sunday for service one, two, and three, and then my kids aren't getting quality time with your parents. And right. your spouse isn't getting face-to-face date time where we're not talking about church. Even if you're a pastor, 
you've got to recognize, you have to recognize your wife still needs you to be her husband. Wow. Um, and those sacrifices you're willing to make together, mm-hmm. like to say, okay, this is what we're going to commit to, but it just has to be a conversation that does not eliminate the unity in the home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think balance is what you the key word that, I, I, that stuck yeah. in my mind when you said that is like, you know what? Balance is needed. Without balance, then you know what things can get out of whack. Like you said, we're not against career, definitely not against church, anything like that. But like the balance, understanding that you know what, hey, I got to be careful if I'm going too far in and check in with people mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, what's going on. Particularly talking about you know husband and wives or relationships that are you know trying to build, you know what, just check in. We we talked about that before, having check in moments. Mm-hmm. Like hey, you know what, everything good? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, am I spending too much time at work? You know, well, you know, I'm working trying to do it for us. You know, especially, you know, us men, we got that bad. I'm doing it for us. I'm going to work, you know, 50, 60 hours. Yeah. Then when I get home, you know what, just, you know, give me my plate. If you are cooking, I'll, have, I'll pick up Panda Express, whatever you need, and I'm ready to shut it down. <laughs> and not necessarily looking and say, okay, what about the home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that is um, a constant evolving conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some things, some measures that you can put in place. Like you can say, okay, well, I travel a lot for work. I'm a truck driver. So I have to be gone a lot of the time. So when you come back in, what do you do? Do you have, okay, when I'm back in town, every time I leave and come back, we're going to have a date night or, Hey, you know what? We're going to make sure that we talk when I'm traveling, you know, at least once at lunch and at the end of the day or mm-hmm. however you structure it for what works with you and your spouse, but making sure that you're career is not driving your life and leaving behind your spouse. I think that's a solution to it, right? I think making sure your career, I like what you just said, I'm going to repeat as best I can, that it's not being the driving force of your life. Mm-hmm. And the relationship is an integral part of where you are trying to go as a unit. Mm-hmm. Because without that, then you have, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle of busyness. Mm-hmm. And it happens so easy. It doesn't take a lot. No. It doesn't take a lot. No, it doesn't. So then we're going to look at, okay, topic number two, right? We talked about career. Mm-hmm. One thing that can cause people to drift away. Yeah. And number two, I think it was a very big one, are kids. Yeah. Oh. And like the idea of kids, right? Because you know what? First of all, kids just take time, period, right? This even mm-hmm. from, you know, of course, as you as a little ones to now they get they're bigger and now they're in sports and activities and school activities. It's like, when does it end? It doesn't. I'm on this merry-go-round. I'm like, and I'm ready to get off. I need a minute to like, you know, I'm dizzy. Mm-hmm. But like kids, like I don't care. I'm good. I mean, hold on, let, let's keep going, mom and dad. You know what? I want to go over to John's house. Now I want to go have swimming lessons. Now I want to go have basketball practice. Now we got soccer practice. Now we have gymnastics. It's like okay, 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 okay. Right. <sighs> you take a deep breath, and like yeah. you don't have that. Yeah. yeah. Then like okay, then okay. So where does relationship fit in that with your spouse? Yeah, I think that um, when you have children, whether you got married and brought children into the relationship, or you had children together, or both. Mm-hmm. Um, that the conversations are necessary on what each partner needs, right. what that time commitment looks. Hey, you know what? This is what is important to me. This is what I value. This is what I value for myself. And this is what I value for us. Because if you're also not getting solo time, if you're not just getting time, some people need more than others. Now you can't just, you know, kind of take advantage of that. 
But you might say, you know what, I just like to work out for 45 minutes every morning. Or, you know what, every night I like to take a bath. That's just my thing. I just need my own time just to take a bath. I only need about 20 minutes or a shower or or whatever it is that you do. Um, Hey, I just like an hour to watch my television show. I just like this show. This is what I do. And that can change over time. But recognizing from spouse to spouse, Mm -hmm. okay, my husband needs this time, just a little bit of time to himself. I'm going to take the kids and da-da-da-da or vice versa. Because the kids, what can happen is both parents become so involved in the logistics of children. Mm -hmm. Who needs to go where? Who needs what? What did I cook? What did I forget? What was left at school? What project needs to be done? Um, That your life can kind of become, like you said, this kind of merry-go-round of activities. Um, And then the relationship sacrifice is sacrifice kind of at the altar of stuff. Um, and so we want our kids to be engaged and to be involved and to be social, but you have to also make sure that your spouse and you are having more conversations, um, that are deep and are intentional. Um, I think maybe that's the word I'm looking for is intentional Uh time, intentional conversations, intentional solo time, um, so that your kids don't take over because they will. And the more kids that you have, the more time that you have to be able to give. Right. Right. I, I, we've seen it where right, we know no couples and, and families where, you know what, the majority I'm going to go into this to the sports arena where like, mm-hmm. you know what, their whole life is built around sports. Yeah. Right. I'm missing family events. I'm missing any activities not dealing with sports. I'm, I'm going to miss it because it's like um, that's where my focus is. Right. And I think the issue comes where, OK, if both parents are on that same page, not a problem. When one says, you know what? I'm ready to get off of this and they don't say it or they kind of like give hints about it. And like, you know what, but like they committed, right. You committed all this money, mm, committed all this yeah. time. And like, you can't just get off of it. Right. Cause you're like, Oh, we got, we invested. Mm-hmm. I didn't invested three years, you know, yeah. in, in, in Susie doing gymnastics. And now you're talking about let's stop. We didn't spend, you know, $3,000 every year for the last three years. Yeah. Now we just going to stop for a year while we want to build. So like then, a, a, a spouse says, okay, you know what? I'm ready to kind of pause because they're feeling like, okay, we ain't spending much time together. And then what happens, right? They end up being to say, okay, one spouse says, okay, you know, let's keep going. The other one says no. And that drift yeah. starts to happen. Yeah. That drift starts to happen. And I think that that can also happen when one spouse is more passionate or more knowledgeable about something than the other yeah. as it pertains to children. Like maybe um, she was a cheerleader, so she knows a lot about gymnastics the mom that is. And so Mm -hmm. she wants her daughter to be in gymnastics or dance, or he might've known a lot about, you know, baseball. So he wants him to be in baseball or vice versa, you know? Um, And then the other spouse might just go along with it and not, not only not be as enthused about it, but it just not be their thing. Um, So I think that that takes a certain amount of awareness and conversation, you know, yeah, he can go out for baseball. That's I'm not, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I'm going to go and recognizing Okay, they're going to go, they're going to participate, but there should be some voice in the mind, this is not their thing. So as you're planning, oh man, they can do this and they can do this, they can do this in off season, recognizing, okay, they're going, but this is not their thing. And picking up on maybe those keywords, you know, right? because the kids are going to be passionate about it. And one other kind of conversation I want to bring into this, um, I, I, I recognize that there are blended families that are listening to us and you might have children that are outside of the household. Um, but also making sure that those relationships 
um, are prioritized, but you're not, um, that you're not, again, sacrificing in the same way that you would for a kid that's in the home. You're not sacrificing the marriage where, okay, one spouse is going and the other one is staying back. Oh, I'm not, you know, that's not my kid kind of mentality. No, 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 no. That's not what you do. That mm-hmm. will break up a marriage. Right. If if this is his daughter or her son, you go together. You go yeah. and you support together. You make the decision, okay, um, our daughter plays soccer or our son plays football. We're going to go and we're going to see these games. Maybe we don't make every game. The goal right. is to try to be present as often as possible. Um, but you, I just want, I just want to kind of reiterate because sometimes in blended homes, when we're talking about kids and activities and quality time, one parent will go and the other one will resent that they left them there. And then you can have all these problems because you didn't, you weren't a team, you weren't a unit. So he stays at, you know, a little league game for three hours and she's upset at the house or she goes to a gymnastics um, competition for a half a day and he's at the house that can cause so many problems. Man. And I won't dig too, too deep into that. Um, we might have to do a whole nother show yeah, <laughs> on that, yeah, but that's a good. big that's a big thing when we're talking about staying together, knowing your spouse, knowing what's important and recognizing that that's her son, whether they're in the house or not in the house, they care and participating and um, spending quality time, whether it's birthday parties or it's sporting events. We just kind of got on the sports right, thing, right. but whatever it is, making sure that we're having the conversations about logistics Hey, they're coming this weekend. Okay, do we have a plan for this weekend? Oh, we're going to go pick her up or go pick him up at this time. So we're having those conversations because those two can pull the pull the relationship apart. No, no, you're 100% correct. I think, I mean, in order to avoid, I think some breaks have to be given with the kids, right? We're a family unit, but like, you know what? Each family member has to have those breaks with each other, right? Myself with the kids, myself with you and say, That's good. You know what? Let's pause what's going on and spend some one-on-one time, right? With all the busyness of life that's that's taking place. Which is sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it gets to the point like, okay, hold on, we missing some things too. And without those breaks, and like, you know, it's good. Okay, you know what? We have, you know, my grandmother's having a birthday party. Let's go, you know, I know we're supposed to be playing in a, in a tournament or going to gymnastic practice or whatever have you. Let's take time, intentional time and say, let's go spend time with this family or let's go spend time and spend time with each other even Mm -hmm. because you can get so absorbed and so consumed that you lose yourself you lose your spouse in all of that you can kind of just become something different and sometimes that's why divorces happen because you get so involved that you stop liking you Mm. and then you hear things like well i don't like myself when i'm with you is that true You know, are they rediscovering? Have they lost pieces of themselves Mm -hmm. because they didn't get to connect with you in the same way that they did way back when? So I think that that's that could be something that happens when you're kind of and we had we had a show about this already. But when you start ignoring those alarms, when you start when you stop listening, not to just what's being said, but what's not being said. Yeah. So I think that that's just something I wanted to point out. Explain that. So you, you said something in my mind when I heard you say, you said, I don't like myself when I'm with you. Yeah. Talk to me about that because that's, that's, I'm trying to like let that sink in with that. How do you, I think how do you sometimes people drift so far from mm-hmm. who they are or who they want to be um, or who they once were in the course of the relationship that they kind of can build some bitterness or build some resentment or build some frustration. And 
you're the closest thing and they can kind of be blamed because they say, well, this is who I was when we first got together right. or man, when I used to do this and the blame is attributed to before you, like that's in the, that's the small print okay. Okay. before I was with you. I would always do this or before I was with you, I got to do this. And since I've been with you, this and this and this, so I, I no longer like who I am. I liked okay. who I, I was back then. I like in my mind who I want to be. And so I think that that maybe not that phrase specifically, but I think that a lot of times you can drift so far from you. You can drift so far from your spouse because you're engaged in so many things and your spouse no longer knows you. They haven't encouraged you to be you mm. because, of, so. because of busyness, because of stuff, because of kids, because of career, because of any number of things that you don't feel like yourself. And your spouse doesn't even recognize that because yeah. they've yeah. just gotten caught up in, hey, this is just how she is. This is just how he is. And you miss the person. You miss the evolution. You miss, hey, what, what have you been thinking about? What have you been seeing how is work really going do you still like your job do you right. like the career anymore right. do you like that field what would you do if you weren't doing this um hey what do you think about the kids coach do you think that they're evolving in other ways other than sports or art or music what else do we need to do with our kids in terms of family time right. are you getting enough one-on-one -on -one time with our daughter or with our son um or are we getting enough blended family time? How can we maximize what you want to be? Is there, has there been some, these are questions that I think are important when we're investing in our marriage and we're investing in the relationship. When you're talking about knowing your spouse, mm -hmm. th that's not just a one-time thing where you can say, I know who they are, you know? Yeah. yeah we're, we're the best of friends. Are you really, you know? What, who are they? What are they thinking about? Right. So when, when somebody can, so when somebody says, I don't like myself when I'm with you, it's really attributing to the distance that's happened because you don't even know them anymore. And they are struggling to remember themselves because wow. there hasn't been connection. That's good. That's good. No, thank you for that. I think that helped somebody, you know what I mean? Even helped so. me just understand, <laughs> like I've, I've heard that term before and I'm like, okay, how you like not like yourself? And like when you put it in that term, like, okay, you know what? I used to be able to do some things. Now I can't or I don't, whatever, whatever have you on either end is part the same. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay, I'm not really, I'm not really vibing with what we're going through and what we're doing because I can't be me. Mm -hmm. so that's good. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, I can't be me and you don't know me. And I just rather, I'd rather be away from this yeah. so that yeah. I can be comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. So then, so we have one more. Right. And, uh, and topic to kind of say to frame up this like idea of, OK, how people drift apart in a relationship, you know, whether it's one year, five years, 20 years. And the last one is when people internalize. Right. Mm -hmm. And we kind of touched on a little bit with the other ones. Like, hey, I don't necessarily tell you what's going on in my mind or you don't check in. But and I we, we talk about men internalize, but we know women internalize, too. True. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like. We end up, and I know for myself, I'm in, I'm in, and I internalize a lot, mm -hmm. and like it's hard to kind of get through to say, okay, what am I thinking? I'm gonna give you kind of the first level, but maybe ten levels to it, but you may only get the first two or three, mm -hmm. and it takes time for me to even kind of meet for myself to digest those multiple levels of really, you know, what what's going on, how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Some people are really good at expressing their feelings, like really good, 
are you talking I'm about? I'm not saying no names. But some people are really good at expressing their feelings. Mm-hmm. And they have no problem with sharing it. Other people are just the opposite. And I think that can be a problematic. Like, why don't you just say? Well, just say what's going on. Yeah. Everybody's not like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's a um, the cartoon. I think it's Shrek. Do you remember Shrek? Okay. The cartoon where he's ta- there's a scene in there, and I can't remember it exactly, but he's talking about being an onion and peeling back. Okay. The yeah, lens. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I think that uh, there are um, a lot of people. Some people, it's like, okay, this is what it is, mm-hmm. and then some people, it's layer by layer. And the truth is. Everybody is layer by layer. Yeah, it's just, some degree. It's just how how much effort, how much energy is it going to take right. to pull back each layer? Right. Yeah, so I mean, I think, like I said, how much effort is going to take, right? Because I think you do have to, some people take more effort than others. Mm-hmm. You can easily say, okay, you know what? I asked them how they were. They didn't necessarily tell me. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be that, like you said, they take more effort than maybe what you were expecting or what you're even used to. Mm-hmm. At one point, they may have been open. Another point, now they're not. So it's always good to say, okay, hey. I mean, it's kind of, you got to pick up on, on on different cues that, you know what, that your spouse or your partner has yeah. that you kind of, you know, built and kind of understood over the years. Yeah. If they're really doing something different, like, okay, hold on. Why are you doing that now? Oh, just because they never answer like that. You got to ask about that. Okay, what do you mean? Well, because why? Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure if you use that in the same sentence, that proper English, because why? You know, you huh? know, we, you know what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Because why? You know, because why? (laughs) Because why? You know. So, but like, you got to really peel, like you said, like the idea with the with the Shrek and basically peeling back those layers of really what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people have things that they will hold closer Mm -hmm. to themselves, like not necessarily be as willing to um, converse about. And I think that the only danger in that is if you just take it for face value. If you say, this is who they are, this is how right. they are, this is what I hear them saying, and let that be the end. Right. I think that you have to be careful with that because there's something always underneath. So making sure that you're digging, right. that you're kind of pulling some of those things. Like you said, because why? You know, Making sure that you're, mm-hmm. you're going deeper and deeper and deeper and allowing the person to open up to you, being patient in that relationship. Yeah, um, I think someone that internalizes that's the hardest person to deal with. Oh, talk so to I'm me. probably talking about myself a little bit. Uh-oh. That's the hardest person to deal with Damn. because <laughs> because you just don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You they're not telling you, right? They're actually they're not. You're in the process of trying to figure out, okay, how's work? How you feeling? Do you want to do something? Not do something? And they kind of give you like these kind of like bland answers. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard. I can imagine being on the side of that, like, okay, like man, I'm trying to like crack this nut, and it's like. It's not working. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't quite get there. Mm-hmm. And but I think the patience comes in, right? Yeah. It's like I love this person. I know something's going. It's not right, or at least I'm misunderstanding. It could be not right. It's a misunderstanding. Some things about them. That patience is required to say, okay, I gotta. I gotta figure this out. Yeah, I and I think out. that part of what you're talking about is um, consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, consistently being there for that person, consistently asking, like, okay, well, if you want to talk, you know, you know, you just seem like something's on your mind. If they, no, no, I'm good. Okay, well, if you, if hey, I'm available, and not being too much of a push, but still right. putting enough pressure where they recognize, and this person, they're 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 consistently there for me. They're consistently talking. They they seem to be interested. Right, um, right. And I think doing that can kind of. Like you said, it can crack the nut a little bit. You can you can kind of see what's behind that shell. Right. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I, I definitely will just encourage people that are that do internalize, just try to step out of that comfort zone. So go in just for a mm-hmm. second. You said that this is you, and it might be a lot of yeah. men or women out there that are this way. If you are, please let us know. Please um, write in, email in, um, let us know what your thoughts are, how you are this way, why you are this way, what helps in your relationship. But for you, Michael, um, and as we kind of connect with some people, why? Why do people internalize? Why are you not just more forthcoming? Is it a fear? Is it, you know, trust? What is it? What is it? Yeah, I, and see, I, it's interesting. You, you, you people ask that, like, okay, it's almost like asking, why don't you, you know, want to get on a stage and give a speech, right? It could be a valid reason, right? I'm stage fright. But sometimes it's like, you know what, guess I don't want to. No other reason. No, mm-hmm. I just don't. I have no desire to, like, express myself in that way. But ultimately I think sometimes it does come down to a trust factor mm-hmm. and it comes down to, have I done it before? If mm-hmm. I haven't done that before where on a, on a frequent enough basis, then each time I do it, it's going to be different. It's going to be, it's going to feel like, okay, man, I don't like, I don't know. Like major pain in the movie. You know what? He goes to the, Love that movie. the, the idea. He, 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 the woman or the, and the, uh, what's the, the mother mm-hmm. of the little boy asking something about a feeling, whatever. He said it makes me feel out funny on the inside because inside. Mm-hmm. he just never expressed that feeling or those type of feelings in a public space, probably. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of awkward and it feels weird. So some of us are just private people. We're not just, you know, we just don't promote ourselves in a way that, you know what, you're going to know everything about me. Mm-hmm. And we kind of hide behind the fact of saying, OK, you know what? No, this is only reserved for me or only reserved for a few people. It's not reserved for the world to see me in this type of way. So, but it's not, and we talked about it. It's not automatic that you get married and then they just open up to you. Oh my goodness. No, yeah. it's not. It's I not. Think that's yeah. a misconception that people have with people that might internalize more. It's like, okay, right. well we're, we're married now. You should tell me everything. Right. I should know everything about you. No, it's going to take, yeah, it's going to take some time to like, even like, yeah, once you marry and they, they, and they do love you. So this is not a fact that somebody is internalized that they don't love you or they don't want you to know. It's just maybe they're not used to it. They didn't grow up with that. They're not used to expressing their feelings in that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, and you're like, okay, no, just talk. Some people just don't talk a lot. Yeah, and it might it might have nothing to do um, with, um, like, people say, like, they must have been hurt before. They might have, and that's a, that's a whole different conversation right. where they have had trust issues where now they're not men or women. Now they're not really as invested or they're not really as forthcoming. Um, and I mean, I, I said this before, but if they've had prior relationships, if they were married before, um, if they've had abuse in the home that they grew up with, if they didn't grow up without a parental figure of the same sex that they were able to see um, operate in a certain way. Right. But then it might just be what you're saying is just personality, right? That's yeah, what you're talking personality. about. It's just personality. Hey, they take a little while to open up. Yeah. I bet you that person that doesn't open up, I bet you they got a real strong gift somewhere else hmm. right? where they're real in tune when like they could be a great listener, mm-hmm. right? You want to be a great talker, but they could be a great listener. Hmm. That's their strength, right? And they got to grow the other areas of their life, but I'm pretty sure they have some other strength. They could be just a, somebody that's really caring. Like, you know what, man, they got a crane heart. They don't talk a lot, but they sure they care a lot. Yeah. So I'm just trying to give ideas like, you know what? Yeah. Just give that person a little space to grow. Yeah. You can help them. You're ultimately as a partner, you're trying to help them grow to be something more than what they currently are. Yeah. They might have another superpower. Yeah. 
We can talk about that superpowers. Yeah, that's Superpower. good. It might be one of the shows. Yep. But um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, make sure that you connect with us. We want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, your views. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Check out our website for content and resources, fusedmarriages.com. Let's talk about it. You're listening to Fused with Tristan and Michael.